At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Mind Aware, 331. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay, I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but see <laughs> with you today. What I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the show. You know, We've got a really good show for you today because this is something I have been so obsessed with lately. I've probably spent the whole last year obsessing about this. And you know what it is? Quizzes. What do you think about that? Have you ever thought about doing a quiz for business? You know, we're, we get sucked into them, don't we? You know, you get those little quizzes that come through the news feed and what kind of dog are you? What kind of tree are you? You know, we want to find out because what's everybody's favorite subject? themselves, of course, right? So I have somebody special for you to meet. I am here with the founder of Interact Quiz Builder. His name is Josh Hanum, and he's probably the foremost expert on quizzes on the entire planet. Welcome, Josh. Good to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really eager to talk about this because, like I say, this has been on my mind for such a long time, for like the last year. Why do you think someone should use a quiz or be doing a quiz? Yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit in the intro there. There's a couple of things about quizzes that are completely unique and super different from all other forms of marketing that make them so powerful. One of them is that people do love to talk about themselves. So a quiz having all these questions in it that let people answer them and express their opinions really is drawing people in in a way that nothing really ever has before. And then the other thing is that quizzes let people learn about themselves. So you get to find out which coffee drink you are or which Disney princess you are, whichever one it is, right? And those two things combined make a quiz really, really stand out against all other forms of content. So it's different than a blog post. It's different than a broadcast. It's different than anything else where you have this back and forth conversation. And that's why they're so powerful as a marketing tool. And then brands can create quizzes that also bring in leads. So you can have a quiz set up that has a lead capture form at the end of it, and you can segment your leads based on which outcome they get on the quiz. And then you're automatically doing this segmentation, but it's also getting the leads, and it's also attracting people in from Facebook. So it's really a triple threat. It's it's killing it on all uh, the channels, and that's why you should really be jumping into quizzes now. 
Yeah, and especially now. It's so hot right at this moment. And so I want to recap a couple of those things because I think it's really important. So what you're saying is if you write your quiz correctly, you are kind of having people pre-qualify themselves. You know, if you make a quiz that's pertinent. So, for example, my niche is mindset and marketing. So if I was going to do a, a mindset quiz about what's your biggest block to growing your business, or maybe I can, obviously you could probably come up with a better title than that, uh-huh. and or what's your marketing type, what happens is now you're pretty much pre-qualifying everybody who comes in, uh-huh. and then after they come in, you're getting their answer to what, what, so if I've got, let's say, four different major blocks to mindset, I know what their block is when they're done, and everybody can extrapolate that for their particular niche, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a couple examples that come to mind that are really great uh, use cases of that. One is from Marie Forleo, who I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, huge influencer, and she has a quiz, what's your entrepreneurial type? And based on your entrepreneurial type, she has different follow-ups that go out to people. So she's actually sending completely different email follow-ups to people based on one of their types, and there's four types on that quiz as well. And then actually on our own blog, we've got a quiz that filters people out. So if you go to tryinteract.com slash blog, a quiz pops up. And it asks you, have you ever thought of using a quiz for marketing, right? Because that's <laughs> relevant. But at the same time, if somebody clicks no, then they may not be a good fit for us. You know, They may not want to try quizzes. So if they say no, we ask, have you ever thought about it? If they click yes, we move them back. So we've got these filtering things set up to where you can have something that comes up and just gauges people's level of interest. And you're filtering out the ones that you'd end up wasting your time on that would end up unsubscribing anyways. And you're able to focus on the ones that are good fits for you. And then once you focus on them, you can actually send them stuff that's specific to the way that they answer the questions. So specific to their outcomes, their entrepreneurial type, their biggest block, whatever it is. Wow, that is so cool. I just love it. What do you think is the biggest mistake that people are making when doing quizzes? Is it the title? Is it the length? I mean, what what kind of mistakes could people avoid when creating a quiz? Yeah, the single biggest mistake that people make is using it to collect information and using it to collect information only. And they write a quiz like a survey. So it will be something along the lines of how much do you know about some subject when that subject is obviously what you're selling. And what happens is people see right through that. You're asking them questions like, you know, how much how much do you know about this type of marketing or are you doing this type of marketing or whatever. And at the end of the day, people see that all that they're doing is giving you their information about the type of marketing they're doing. And this is a very specific marketing example that I'm talking through. But yeah, I see what you mean. They though. don't want to answer those questions. Like people, yeah. people like answering questions that actually have to do with themselves. You know, like what time do you like to get up in the morning? What's your morning routine like? You know, what time do you eat lunch? You know, these are just examples about food because I'm hungry right now. But at the same time, uh, those are all those are all types of questions that people would actually want to answer. And yes. that's the difference. And the same thing is true with the title. So in the title of the quiz, it should always be in the format of what type of blank are you or which type of blank are you where the blank is entrepreneurial type or mindset or whatever that is that you know is relevant to your audience, you put it in there and then that guarantees that people will want to take it because they like to learn about themselves. And so 
the biggest mistake to avoid is thinking of yourself first. You always have to put the customer first and think about the types of questions that they would actually want to answer. It's kind of like the difference between they feel like they're doing you a favor by taking a survey and giving you information as opposed to they feel like you're doing them a favor by giving them, you know, a discovery about themselves. And I can see where it's the what type of blank are you? Like I'm thinking, you know, maybe some of our audience members, they sell skincare or they sell children's books or if they're asking like what type of parent are you or what type what's your skincare type people want to discover those things about themselves so I get that what's a good length for a quiz how many questions yeah so a quiz should have seven questions and the way that you come up with the questions is that you start with the results so if we do the skincare example uh, and you say what's your skin type and you've got three different types of skin you know you've got like the, the oily the dry and like the mix uh, and so those are your three types. Every time you write out a question, you know, for example, you know, how often are you showering, uh, which might indicate that you have dry skin if you're showering all the time, um, you have three answer choices, and each answer choice represents one of the outcomes. So you start at the end, and then when you write your seven questions, you have one answer choice for each outcome. And that's actually how you build the scoring of the quiz as you're going, because as long as you write those questions and you, for each question you have one answer that represents one outcome, you just connect up those answers to the outcomes. And then when people go through the quiz, whichever outcome they have the most points towards, once they've answered all the questions, is the one that's shown as their result. So seven questions, one answer choice for each outcome. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I'm thinking if you have more outcomes than four, do you need more questions? Like, will people stick with you through 12 or 15? Or is that a false supposition? Can you do, could you do 11 questions if it took that many to get the answer? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely go longer. The thing is that seven questions takes about two minutes to complete, which is the average attention span for people taking quizzes. So after that, you're going to start to lose people every time you add a question just because it becomes too long and anything beyond two minutes is just a bit too much to ask. So we have seen examples where there's 15, 20 questions and it works well, but for the most part, you'll start to see some drop off once you get past the seven. Now, I know because I've heard you speak before, Josh, that you recommend capturing the email address at the end of the quiz. And I have to tell you, I know you're the expert. I'm sure you're right, that that's probably the way to do it. But I know when I go to those quizzes and I've gone through all that work of answering those questions and then they ask me the email at the end, I get so angry. You know, I'm just like, why don't you just ask my email address up front? You know, what do you think about that? Do you think if you're offering them something enough of value in a way you're pre-qualified? them by asking them for their email up front? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of things on that asking for it at the end. First of all, when you ask for it at the end, you can make the opt-in offer relevant to the quiz. So for example, if you're asking people what's their biggest mind roadblock, that opt-in form can say, enter your email and we'll send you personalized advice on how to overcome your specific biggest mind roadblock. Right. So now since they've spent the two minutes answering the questions, they're curious to see what their biggest roadblock is. Now you're offering to send them further information that's specific to them, which is actually really helpful in context. Now, the other thing that's incredibly important about recommending asking for it at the end is that we also recommend that you have a skip this step button that's the same size as the opt in button. And you can change the text on that skip this step button that says, 
no thanks, just show me my results. And so then if somebody does opt in, they've chosen to. And that's what you want. You want oh, people that are choosing to opt in. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. The other good part about that is then let's say they choose not to yep. and they just see their results. You could probably at that point give them another opportunity to opt in, I bet, if you wanted to. Exactly. Like you want more information about this result you got, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that makes me feel better. I could that I didn't realize you had that option. I haven't mentioned this to um the listeners yet, but I researched a lot of quiz builders when we were deciding which quiz builder to get. And we love Try Interact. That's the reason I was so excited to have Josh on the show. For those of you that don't know, this is Dana Wild. If you're just coming on, you're listening to the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Josh Hainum. He is the founder of Interact Quiz Builder. And actually, I want to make sure that you connect with him. So where you go is you go to tryinteract.com. But click the blog button or do the slash blog and go check out his blog, first of all, because there's awesome information. But second of all, it'll give you a chance if you sit there for a couple of minutes, a pop-up window will come and you'll have the experience of seeing what the quiz looks like, how it works, how you can ask the questions in a way that make it relevant to the person who's taking the quiz. It'll give you a really good example. So that's try, interact dot com slash blog if you want to go and see what the quiz is like and check it out we're going to take a quick break i'm going to check in with the facebook peeps for those of you who don't know we're here every tuesday and thursday at 9 a.m pacific time doing the live stream for the show so you get a chance to ask questions and interact you get first dibs on it before we go on the podcast so what do you think? Have you thought about doing a quiz? you have any questions for Josh right now? Now is the time to put it in the comment section here on Facebook. For everybody else, I'll be back in one second. And when I come back, we're going to talk to Josh about implementation. What should your quiz look like? What's the best way to get interaction? Be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mind Aware Show. This is Dana Wild, and I'm talking to Josh Hainum, and he is the founder of Interact Quiz Builder. Quizzes are hot, you know, no doubt about it. This is like better than effective. These are explosive, you know. Right now, people love to learn about themselves. They like fun. They like the distraction. They're social. They want to post their answers. I mean, there's just so many good reasons for doing a quiz. By the way, if you haven't gone there yet, make sure to go to tryinteract.com and check this out. Tryinteract.com. Click on the blog button at the top or just do slash blog and check it out and sit there for a minute and you'll see that you get a chance to do a quiz yourself. So Josh, one of the things I really liked about 
the quiz that you offer is that you can put in pictures for answers instead of just words. Does that make a difference? Like, do you think it works better to do pictures than words or what's your opinion? Yeah, it totally does. So the optimal format for those questions is to have a text question. So it just asks you a simple question. And then the answer choices are images. And the reason for that is that we process images so much faster when we look at them. And if each image represents the answer, so for example, what's your favorite flavor, right? And you've got like chocolate, vanilla, and caramel, and you have a picture that represents each of those, then it's much easier when you're on your phone to just quickly identify like, oh, that's a chocolate one, click on that. And so that is why they work well. And then we did a study and we found that those actually perform much better. So we did a study and we analyzed all of the quizzes made on our platform and there's been like 45,000 now, it's insane. But wow. the top 1% all have at least one question that's in that format, which is crazy because that that means that everybody who has a top performing quiz and we, we filtered them out by views, so how popular they were. So all of the most popular quizzes have that format of question and I think it's very telling in terms of the engagement that you get and the you know, kind of interaction and how you draw people in. So it's, it's very, very powerful to have those images in there and it makes it a much more inclusive experience. Yeah, I never thought about the uh, the brain processing, but you're right. The brain thinks in images, so it's kind of like almost one less step, another half a second of time. That's It's really interesting. And so how about wording the question? Is there some secret to wording the questions correctly so that people want to keep taking the quiz? There is, and it's sort of a secret, but also it's very obvious. And the way that you do it is when you're writing your quiz, uh, you know, if we go back to your, your mindset quiz, like what's your biggest roadblock? The way that you'd want to write those questions is to think of an individual person that you would like to have take that quiz, whether it's a prospect that you have in mind or somebody who's already a client that you would like to have that quiz. Act like you're writing the questions to them. And if you do that and you actually stick to it and you don't let yourself slip out of that mindset and go into the broadcast mindset, which is what we're used to online. We're used to broadcasting stuff out, right? So it, it's written for everyone. If you keep in that mindset of writing to that person and imagine them actually sitting across from you, you will end up with a great quiz. The ones that do terribly are the ones that are written for the masses. You write for the masses, you get no one. You write for one person, you get everyone. Wow, that's a good, good advice. So what you're saying is, do you like chocolate, vanilla, or, you know, what's your favorite flavor exactly. rather than making it sound like, uh, and, and I know I had to learn that even in sending emails. It's our habit when we know we're sending an email to a lot of people to want to say like, hey, all you guys. Right. <laughs> you know, but it, it's like, it, who's all you guys? <laughs> like, unless somebody's named all you guys, that's not written to anyone. So it's, it's, yeah. it, it misses, uh, it misses everyone. It's, it's very much the key to writing those good quiz questions. And exactly like you said, what's your favorite flavor? Like, what do you like to have, you know, to drink with breakfast? You know, all these questions that are just written towards an individual because it's just one person taking a quiz at a time. It's a very, very personal experience. So you got to keep that in mind. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things I heard you say before, and I, I would love you to touch on it for one second here, because I know we have to close up here pretty soon, but I thought it was such good advice when I heard you say that you should try to keep your personality 
in the quiz questions and quiz answers that you would have for your brand. So if you have a very serious personality in your brand, it's probably better if the questions are very somber. But you were even saying, like, be flippant and be fun and be quirky, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) I haven't mentioned this one in a while, but we call it the tipsy college student rule because (laughs) you basically should write as if you were the college version of yourself but also a little bit tipsy because there is something to the fact that we kind of loosen up a bit when we're, you know, sitting around having a drink and we ask questions that are more real and more personal. And I think it's part of the reason why, you know, for ages, you know, alcohol has been a social thing because it tends to bring us together and we tend to have better conversations. So you got to kind of think about it from that perspective. Like, what would I ask if I was having a drink with a friend especially if that friend was somebody that I would like to have take this quiz. And then you kind of drop your walls a little bit and you let your personality in. And that's what really connects with people. That's where they start to feel comfortable. They start to understand who you are as a brand because a brand is just a you know conglomeration of people coming together and forming this entity. And if you can break through all the noise of you know, the internet and marketing and trying to make sales and all this stuff and just be the most real version of yourself, that's what ends up actually working the best. I I love that. And then what happens is when they get on your list, they're getting the same kind of you and the same kind of personality from the emails that you're sending. So feels, you know, this really fits really well. We're just coming off of a the Time to Shine Summit at the time we're doing this interview. And we're all about stepping into your celebrity here. It's about really getting paid for being you and for being authentic and adding a quiz to that. Somebody in the comment section on Facebook said it sounds like a really good way to get to know your customers. And I think it's, I couldn't agree more. And I also think it's a good way for them to get to know you too. So just good stuff all around. If you could add anything else, do you have any parting shot for everybody, Josh, or anything that you think would need to be said that we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I think the thing that really stands out to me about quizzes is that they're a gateway to further conversation. And that further conversation is almost always in person or over the phone. So it's actually people connecting. And that's what drives real business. Real business is done face-to-face, person-to-person. It's not done through some giant you know, social experiment or whatever. And I think that's the real power of these is that they do start a conversation. You do get to know your clients even before you ever have an actual talk with them. And then when you do start speaking with them, that's where everything just kind of comes together in a really nice way. And that's an important thing to remember in all of business is that the more actual conversations you can have with prospects, with partners, with clients, whatever it is, that's how you're going to become more successful in the long run is by actually connecting with those folks. And that's what quizzes help you do. I love that. It's a conversation starter. And isn't that the truth? Good, good stuff. Thank you so much for being here, Josh. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And you all, you get this, right? I mean, you can expect, watch us do this this year and let's do it together. I mean, it makes it sound so easy when you hear Josh talk about it. You're only talking about writing seven 
different questions. Write seven questions in the last two minutes. Make them fun. Make them sound like you. Get those pictures in there so that you get the interaction because what is everybody's favorite subject? It's themselves. But what's beautiful about it is you're getting information from them in a way where they're also getting a benefit. You're able to provide them what you're best at. What better way to get people on your list and to build your list than to be able to also provide value and provide a service. And now you actually know what they're into too. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. Bye everybody. Well, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that that crazy lady was smiling at <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. I'm not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey, because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right? For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.